0: Thank you. Okay, good. I'm, I'm done there. Okay, I think I'm done. Uh, you know, you may not be aware of this, but there are over 1,000 text abbreviations. Some of you use them all of the time, and for those of you who are into texting, you know most of them. I, I just shared one with you. Was TTYL. Anybody know what that means? <laughs> Talk to you later. Yep. LOL. What? Laugh out loud. <laughs> How about ROTFL? rolling on the floor laughing yes what about MBD no big deal there you go no big deal all right, how about this one all of our smart texting people family Sunday I figured there'd be some of these out here in the audience it's uh, MTFBWY. MTFBWY. seriously may the force be with you come on Wait, really? I thought you guys would know that. Now, some of our, I, I figured the younger people would get that, but this one's for our engineers. You may be familiar with this one. G-I-G-O. Garbage in, garbage out. There it is. Garbage in, garbage out. That's it. What about this one? A-S-A-P. As soon as possible. Yeah, some of you are like, I wish he'd get done with this message. A-S-A-P. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm ready for lunch. As soon as possible. We're going to put a pin in that one. And and come back to that a little bit later. I have one more for you. What about if I were to text you letter G, letter R, number 8? Great. Great. Right, you guys are doing pretty good at this. How about if I texted you letter G, letter R, number 8, and then the letters F-U-L? Great. Great. Grateful. Now we're getting somewhere. And you're probably sitting there wondering, why do these even matter? and. What does texting abbreviations have to do with the secrets of prayer? Here's the thing. We've talked about three secrets of prayer so far this month. And to be honest with you, I think I could do a whole year-long series on the secrets of prayer. We're really just kind of scratching the surface. By the way, the song that the praise team just sang, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to call them out real quick. Uh, that's a brand new song by Skillet. And some of you may have heard some of you may have not have ever heard it. And I heard this song like a little over a week ago and I was like, it's the perfect song for this series because of how we started out. And so I sent Lorna this email. I got this great idea. You guys could learn it and play it. And they did because they're amazing. They really. And again, not to embarrass them, they don't do it for our praise. They, they sing for an audience of one. But listen, if you've been here with us throughout the, the whole series, you'll, you'll really understand why that song fits. Uh, To start off, this painting here, I need to draw attention to this painting behind me as well too because it's changed each week. This painting has changed from week one. The first Sunday I shared with you that one of the secrets of prayer is we should pray with humility. We should remember who we are praying to. And I shared with you all how our God spoke light into existence. He spoke the earth into existence. He spoke the stars. That verse, uh, here I am lifting up my heart to the one who holds the stars. Oh, man. I just get you tell I get a little geeked out about this. He spoke and these things happened. The moon appeared, the galaxies appeared. And so our first week this painting just kind of resembled that. And but God didn't stop there. He spoke and water came up from the deep. He spoke again, the water filled with all manner of living creatures, the air filled with birds. He spoke and vegetation filled the earth, trees, grass, fruits, vegetables. He spoke animals began roaming on the earth. You see, with his words, our God created things we've not even discovered yet. And in our second week, our painting, it resembled that. It was a little bit more developed of the earth. The secret of prayer that I shared with you that week was that we need to listen more than we talk. And then last week, I shared with you how our God can hear our prayers and answer all of them. We talked about um, unreached people. I mentioned specifically the, the people in um, Southern News and I shared that with you. And so the world was a little bit more defined. So that so we kind of grasp in our minds that not only did God create this world, but He hears all of our prayers all the time, and He answers our prayers. And for this morning, we're looking at another secret of prayer. It's one I think we overlook sometimes. Maybe we just kind of sugarcoat the obvious when we pray. And the secret we miss is the secret of gratitude. You see, gratitude is the act of being grateful for something done to you or for you. And you're grateful. We should approach our time of prayer in gratitude. You see, Jesus, according to God's plan from the beginning, He was prepared to be the final sacrifice for our sins. God loved the world that he created so much that even when we were covered in sin, he gave us a way out. Jesus' death on the cross, it it wasn't something just for me. It wasn't just for you. It was for the whole world. The sad thing is there are people in our world, there are people in our community that don't know this or they don't understand the full effect of this. And I want to tell you, if this is all we knew about God, was that He sent His Son to die for our sins, if that's all we knew about God, that should be enough so that we will always be grateful in prayer. We should be grateful for Jesus' death on the cross. We should be grateful that He didn't stay on that cross, but that He rose again three days later. We should be grateful that God will answer our prayers, that he hears our prayers. And that gratitude should show in how we live our lives and how, how we are even before we ask God for something. Will you pray with me now? I want to take a moment of just silent prayer and then I'm going to pray. Go ahead. Speak to God. Father God, it amazes me how you created this world we live in. How you thought to create us in your image. How knowing that we would be less than average, we would let you down, that you provided a way to bring us back. That you provided a way through your son to help us to redo, restart, just come back around to who you want us to be. Lord, as we look at your word today, as we talk about coming to you in prayer and coming to you with an attitude of of gratefulness, I pray that you would touch us, that we would leave here differently than how we've come, that we we would be reflections of gratefulness to you, Not in our, just our prayer time, but in how we live our lives every day. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. This morning I want to spend some time with you in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. We're going to start in verse 7. And so, as you're turning there, what you need to know is this. David has brought the ark of God and he has set it inside the tent that he pitched for it. And, and it, at this moment... They're presenting burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before God. They're having church, if you will. And David has appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to, to thank God and to praise God, to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. And this is a cool thing. You may not know this, but this is where David also assembled the praise team. I'm not making this up. The scripture says they were to play the lyres and harps. Asaph was to sound the cymbals. Shout out to the drummers. See? Beniah and Jehazel, the priests, were to blow the trumpets regularly before the Lord, before the Ark of the Covenant. It's biblical, it's amazing. And then verse 7 says that that day David first appointed Asaph and his associates to give praise to the Lord in this manner. And we're going to talk about this manner. Verse 8 says, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done, sing to him, praise to him, tell all of his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Let me ask you this question. When you wake up in the morning, what are you seeking? And don't say coffee. What are you seeking when you wake up in the morning? seeking to get to school, you're seeking to get to work, you're seeking to get maybe the first day of your vacation, you're seeking to get money, you're seeking to get notoriety. What are you seeking? When you're channel surfing and you're bored at home and you're going through 400 channels of nothing to watch, what are you seeking? When you're looking through Netflix, trying to find that next show that you're going to binge watch... For the next 48 hours, what are you seeking? When you're online, what are you seeking? You know, the funny thing about seeking is this. You will eventually find whatever it is you're seeking. Doesn't matter where you live. You look hard enough, you'll find whatever it is you're seeking. And David says here, let the hearts of those that seek the Lord rejoice. And you may be thinking, I'm seeking, but I'm not finding him. I'm still lacking something in my life. But what are you lacking? If you're truly seeking God, what are you lacking? If something is missing in your life, I think you're seeking in the wrong places for God. All you have to do is what David suggests in verse 11. He says, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face. It goes back to seeking again. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face Always. Remember the wonders He has done, His miracles and the judgments He pronounced. Now think about the first few messages in this series. I think about all that our God has. He's done some amazing things. I talked about stars and and pieces of the solar system that would just baffle you. I talked about how small the earth really is and how large our galaxy is. And yet God still thought about us. And He still wants to hear from us. Think about what God has done just in your life. And then start by thanking Him. Show Him your gratitude. Show Him that gratitude, not just when you go to pray, but in the way you live your life. You see, David knows that the Israelites have memory issues, and so do we. So he reminds them why they should be grateful. And he starts in verse 13 about why they should be grateful. He says, You, His servants, the descendants of Israel, His chosen ones, the children of Jacob... He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. See, God doesn't forget. And he's telling the Israelites, God remembers his covenant. And if that's all you knew about God, Israelites, be thankful. He remembers his covenant forever. The promise he made for a thousand generations. The covenant he made with Abraham. The oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree to Israel as an everlasting covenant. And he said this, To you I will give the land of Canaan as the portion you will inherit. When they were but few in number, few indeed, and strangers in it. Verse 20 says, They wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them for their sake. He rebuked kings. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. Let me ask you, where are you wandering? Or are you just wandering? See, there's a difference, you know. You can wonder all you want. You can wonder who God is. You can wonder, does God really hear your prayers? You can wonder, does He really answer your prayers? You can even wonder if the Bible is true. You can wonder and question God all you want because He's big enough to answer those questions. But at some point, as you find the answers, you have to quit wandering around. See, we, we wonder about God, so we look, in the, we look in the Bible for something and we read it, but then we still want to be like the prodigal son and we want to go wander around in the pigsties again. And then we wonder, would my father take me back? Yes, he will. And so we, we wander home. You see, there's a difference between wandering and wandering, but we keep doing it day in and day out from pig pen to pig pen. It's what we do. I think that when we're wandering away from God... Or we're wandering around from one religion to the next or from one church to the next to find the place where I just feel good or whatever it is that you wander to. In our wandering, we actually weaken who God truly is in our minds. We can't be grateful to a God who who has sent His Son to die for us. We can't be grateful to a God who has created a place for us to live, perfectly created a place. If we're too busy wandering around for the next high or the next date or the next church that makes us feel good or the next thing that makes us popular at school or the next thing that promises promotion at work, we will never be able to offer God the gratitude that He deserves from us. And so King David says, "Sing those those wandering and and those who were wandering." He says, "Sing." Verse 23, sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim His salvation day after day, not just on Sunday. He says, just because the the ark is here, don't just sing of his, His salvation today. Sing it day after day, people. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all God's. Proverbs 1 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't be a fool. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Listen to David in verse 26. He says, For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. You don't have to fear what this world has to offer. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in splendor, in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. We should listen to King David. And we should approach our God with gratitude in many ways. But the reality is sometimes we enjoy our world more than we enjoy our God. We enjoy the spoils of living on this privileged planet. And as as a society, we're on this, this kick, if you will, to thank Mother Earth. Frankly, I'm kind of tired of hearing about Mother Earth because Mother Earth didn't do anything for you or for me. As a society, we will thank Mother Earth way before we thank Creator God. We need to change that up. We need to make sure that our gratitude is going to the right place. After all, it is the Earth that proclaims the glory of God. I showed you those pictures. I showed you... Sounds, we listen to sounds that are made out in the middle of outer space. Billions of light years away, sounds that proclaim the glory of God. And verse 31 says, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns, amen? Amen. Let the sea resound and all that is in it, let the fields be jubilant and everything in them, let the trees of the forest sing, let them sing for joy before The Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. And verse 34. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. This wasn't just a moment in history. This was a moment in forever. And his love endures forever. Forever is a long time. I tried to find a way to measure forever and I couldn't. The only thing that will last forever is God's love for us. It was there in the beginning, and it will be there for eternity. And verse 35 says, cry out, save us, God our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen. And praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Listen, if our God's love endures forever and ever, and He is not bound by space and time, then who are we to think that He is taking too long to answer prayer? See, that's, that's one of our shortcomings. When we talk about going to God and being thankful, going to God with gratitude first, how often do we actually do that? We typically don't. We we go into this mode where something happens and automatically we go, oh, we got to pray about this. Dear Lord, please deliver me from this. Help me pass this test. Help me get out of this ticket. Help me get this promotion. We do all this stuff before we say thank you. Before we let Him know we appreciate Him. And then after we, we throw out these random prayers from time to time, and, and we're like the lady buying grapes at the produce stand sometimes. When we pray to God and we're waiting on his answer. Have you, have you heard this story? I heard this from a, a pastor at a church in Indiana, of all places, from Gary. He's, he's a pastor of the creek in Indiana. He tells a story about the lady who was at the produce stand buying grapes. And she goes to the produce stand and there's all, there's grapes and there's, there's produce. There's tomatoes and there's watermelons. There's all this beautiful stuff. And there's three or four people running this little produce stand. And she says to this little guy, she goes, hey, I really would like some grapes. And he says, excuse me, ma'am. And he takes off and he's gone and she's standing there she's looking at her watch and she's like it's been 5 minutes other people have come up and, and have purchased you know tomatoes or watermelons or bananas or whatever they wanted from the produce stand and she's waiting and she's like man 10 minutes i got things to do where's this she's waiting and she's waiting and these people 5 10 15 people have bought stuff and and gone and finally this guy comes back He comes back with these grapes. He said, I'm sorry it took so long, but I wanted you to have the very best that I had. And they were amazing. They were these big, beautiful grapes. And that's how we are. See, she had her gratitude backwards. She was getting frustrated because he was out getting her the very best. There were some good grapes right in front of her. But for whatever reason, they weren't good enough. And he went back and he got her the best, the freshest the, the here they are. We do the same thing when we pray sometimes. We get our gratitude backwards. Dear Lord, bless me. Why? What have you done? Where are you in life that we can command God to bless us? We get it backwards. And then we get angry. Because He didn't answer it fast enough. We have to realign ourselves. We should approach the throne of God with gratitude. And when He answers us with the very best, we should live with gratitude. And sometimes the very best answer He gives us is no. And we don't like being told no. When God tells us no, we revert back to little kids. Oh, come on! You didn't mean it! No means no. And it's okay if God tells you no on something. It's the best he has to offer. It's what he has for you. Accept that gift of no. And if you accept it well, you'll find out there's a reason for it. Don't get your gratitude backwards. How about when we approach each other for prayer? I love this. Hey, will you pray for me? Sure. All right. Thanks. I didn't tell him what for didn't tell him what I needed. Just pray for me. Or we do this. We'll say, yeah, I'm a, I got this going on in my life. And then somebody will go, I'll be thinking of you in prayer. What does that even mean? There are like churchy words that mean, yeah, I don't want to pray with you right now because I don't like praying out loud with people. But I'm going to tell you that I'm going to pray for you later. And then the reality is I'm going to get back to Netflix and forget. But it's what we do. Hey, will you pray for me? Yeah, I'll think of you. I'll remember you in prayer, but then we don't. You remember that texting challenge at the beginning of the message? I asked you about those different things, what they mean. And I told you about ASAP and you guys said it means... Okay, only three of you answered this time. Everybody answered Larry. <laughs> I want to change that around a little bit. I want you to commit this to memory. Okay, There was a time in Jesus' life, before his crucifixion, when he went into the, to the temple and they were, they were selling items they were selling doves they were selling things to be sacrificed and they were charging they were overcharging and they were shortchanging, and and it was just an ugly thing and and he did we call that he cleansed the temple he turned over the tables he he drove out the money changers and he said to them my father's house is a house of prayer and you christian when you leave this house you're to be a reflection of that and when you're in your in this house we should be a reflection of that. So, ASAP means always say a prayer as soon as possible. Don't wait. Don't promise to pray for somebody and then forget because you get too busy. Life happens, I get that. When someone stops you and says, "Will you pray for me this week?" say, "Yes, I will, but I want to pray with you right now." Say a prayer. Always say a prayer. As soon as possible. ASAP. You can write that down. You can tweet that later. ASAP. Always say a prayer. As soon as possible. Don't wait. Because we wait and we get distracted. And it may not be a bad distraction. But it's what happens. Always say a prayer. As soon as possible. And when we say those prayers. We need to say them with gratitude. God has given us the very best Maybe you're not sure how to get started in praying with humility and, and gratitude, preparing yourself to listen more than you talk to God. The funny thing is God knew that would happen too, which is why Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter six, verses nine through thirteen, he says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And forgive us our debts, excuse me, give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. If you're not sure how to approach the throne of God with a prayer for gratitude or with gratitude as you pray, start here. With a simple prayer. And, and when you do, pray in a way that shows gratitude to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. As we come to our response time this morning, I want you to consider how you've been talking to God. I want you to think about which secret of prayer you've heard about this month that you can begin to apply to your relationship with God. Maybe it's approaching Him with humility. Maybe you're one of those people you need to listen to God more than you're talking. Maybe you'll begin to approach God with the understanding that He answers all prayer. And that even when you don't like his answer, you will still commit to his will for that answer. Maybe you'll begin to approach him with gratitude. But whatever your response is this morning, our elders are here. They'd love to pray with you. Will you stand and sing our response song and respond accordingly? It's been great to be here with you all this morning, but now it's time to go. As you go this morning, go listening for God go being humble before him go being grateful for what he has done in your life go remembering the secrets of prayer and you will be able to go being a better reflection of him will you sing this last song with us